Okay, I've got to give a quick shout out to our podcast management team because this podcast, Getting Magnetic, would not be a thing without them. So shout out you, Upstarter Pods. Our podcast is completely managed by them. They do the editing, they upload it, they do all the things. They've helped us launch our show from the beginning, but they also help us continuously strategize with us on the future and the direction of the podcast. So this is a note to you. If you're interested in launching a podcast, but also feel like you need a coach to kind of guide you throughout the process, get in touch with Chase at Upstarter today and learn how they can help you start your podcast. But they can also create a custom package for you based around your brand's needs, goals, budget. I know they have a few options. You can sign up for a free discovery call with Chase and see how they can help you. You can go to upstarterpods.com or click the link in the show notes to get connected to them. So that's for people who are interested maybe in starting their own podcast. But for now, let's get to the show. If I had to say what the biggest uh, aspect to building credit comes down to and it is time. The longer you wait, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you're going because you can't speed up time. It just simply is. If you open a credit card today, then guess what? One year from today is one year from today. You can't you're not just going to be able to magically change information or things like that. Just the dates that things are open or the dates they're open. So to build credits, to start early, be aggressive, get to 10 accounts as quick as possible. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Wow. Today's episode is really exciting. So last week we had Greg on. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, definitely go back. Dear friend and such a wealth of knowledge. And today we have a couple of special guests. But before we dive in, Wade and I like to start these episodes um, with a little connection. Connecting. Let's connect. I have a question for you, Wade. Okay. I like when you call me Wade. (laughs) Tell me about a time in the last year that you felt proud of yourself. Oh, man. In the last year. You know, I felt really proud just recently doing um, the One Day Elevated Man Retreat that I did. Mm. And it was just something that was on my heart that I wanted to do and just kind of took action on it, kind of messy, imperfect action and planned it out in like a month. And we sold out and we had 22 guys there. And I was just really proud, like leaving that day. And I'm excited to do do another one. But I was I was really proud of that. I was proud of that too. I was proud of that for you. Yeah. If you guys don't um, follow Wade personally, definitely do that. But also his new brand, Big Dad Energy. Oh my gosh. He's has a lot of amazing things coming up over there. I think there's another retreat coming up soon Mm -hmm. in May, which he has not announced the dates yet. I'm figuring out logistics, location, everything there. But yeah, we more reasons to be proud. Okay. What about you? Do you want to know what I'm proud of? Yeah. I want to ask you, what are you proud of in the last year? I would say something that really sticks out at me is writing and recording Cameron's lullaby. Oh, that was like a creative, super healing project I did for myself. 
And I love that it actually has come to life and it's literally going to be on like all major platforms pretty soon. Mm, that is, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> and I'm proud of you for putting it out there like that right now. Um, okay. Amazing. Well, let's get ready. Let's shift gears. Get into the show and welcome the Credit Brothers. All right. Super excited for today's episode. We have the Credit Brothers on, Joshua and Chris. And Sandy and I were like, oh my gosh, we have so much to learn. Why don't we invite them on as guests? ask them a few questions and just absorb all their knowledge in the credit world and travel a little bit about business. So we're going to get into it. Um, but Joshua and Chris, the credit brothers, welcome to getting magnetic Pumped to have you here. Oh, absolutely stoked to have, uh, to have us on. Um, you know, this is something that Chris and I, you know, we love talking credit and I think that, um, you know, based on some conversations we were having before this, we're going to get a lot out of this, uh, this conversation. So I appreciate you guys uh, having us on. Yeah, heck yeah. We got introduced to the Credit Brothers to Joshua and Chris through Greg O'Brien, who's our friend and our CPA, who was interviewed on the podcast last week. If you haven't listened to that one, go back. And he was like, you guys got to meet them. They're awesome. You guys would just have a connection. Plus, your business owners, they can add so much value to you and like how to travel, how to think about business and credit and all the sorts of things. And I actually, my background, I worked for a credit fund. So, but is which is more like Wall Street structured finance credit, like secure debt, but I love it from kind of the personal side and then into the small, medium business side, how you guys get into it. They're the credit brothers on Instagram. We'll drop all the links in the show notes, but make sure you guys follow them. Yeah. And as we're in February and in our theme of get smart with money, we mm -hmm. thought, wow, this is such an awesome episode to have because they have so much, so much knowledge that the average person probably doesn't know. And so this is going to be really fun. So let's get into it. Yeah. And I think, so I want to pass the mic over to you guys to share your story. That was like a very high level intro. Um, but before I do what to expect, I know we talked before we hit record about, yeah, traveling about business, about kind of what credit is, but how did you, how did this business come to be? You guys help people with credit, repair credit, you help people travel, you help businesses. Like travel hacking. Yeah, right? maximize yeah. their credit and all sorts of things. You are you have over 20 employees now. How'd you get there though? Like where did this all begin? Yeah, so, you know, it started honestly from a uh, trip that our dad took us on. Man, probably about 10 years ago at this point. It might have even been a little bit longer. He's a business owner himself and you know, growing up, we got to fortunately see how businesses are actually ran and kind of see from the top down. And on the flip side, when business was doing good, we got to benefit from that. When business wasn't doing good, we got to really see what that actually felt like being, you know, in the same household. And so when business was good, my dad would love to travel. And when he liked to travel, he wanted to travel to one destination, regardless of the price point. And he wanted to go there for at least seven days. And so there is a specific trip to Aruba where he took us on. And he literally at that point, you know, this was way before credit cards, way before knowing what to do with them. He would just give us the credit card and be like, all right, Josh and Chris, this is where I want to go. This is when I want to go uh, book the trip. Here's my credit card. So we were booking it and we were seeing the full cash price of the trip. And it was like first class for me, Josh, him, and our sisters flying to Aruba, just the cash price for the tickets alone for the you know the first class flights were thousands of dollars. Then at the actual resort, it was an all-inclusive, every single hotel room was on the on the beach looking at the water. Spent $15,000 a week to stay at this resort, which was absolutely insane. And so experiencing that type of travel at a, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, 
well, I make 15,000 a year. So <laughs> getting 15,000 in a single week effortlessly to just go where you want to go, when you want to go and experience what you want to do really burned into my head of like, this is absolutely insane. I need to figure out either how to make this much money to be able to do this or figure out a way to be able to do this effortlessly. And so it kind of took a few years, but I had moved to Vegas. And when I was in Vegas, I had started learning the hospitality industry in the hotels and really understanding how I could get one free hotel rooms at the hotels, comped meals, free show tickets, free access to the clubs, all without ever spending money at the hotel, all without ever gambling. And so through learning that, I started to understand, well, hey, this can be replicated not only in Vegas, but anywhere in the world at any hotel, anywhere I go. And that's where I actually started learning about credit. I took a credit course. Um, in that credit course, I applied for my first credit card. On my first credit card, I got a $23,000 credit limit. And so again, that was like way more money than I was ever making in a year. And I just got more than that in a single credit card. So I like literally called Josh. I was like, yo, you've got to apply for this card right now. Like this is absolutely crazy. And so he had applied for that card and you know that's kind of where it started like i was got really started getting really deep into credit and i started learning about points and travel and all these things you could do with it and that's kind of what kickstarted it for me on that end wow so cool what about you joshua yeah well so since chris is the older brother like kind of throughout our lives there's always been things that like he starts doing and then all of a sudden i get really into it so like whether it was like wwe wrestling or like cooking chocolate covered pretzels or like whatever like (laughs) he would do something and i'd be like i want to do that so then with credit it was no different where he called me and when he called me this i was like a junior in college i had like one credit card to my name with like a two thousand dollar limit here he is he's calling me saying yo you got to get this card um and for those wondering i think it was the chase sapphire preferred and I applied for this card, got like a $20,000 limit or something crazy. And like, as a junior in college, I could have done a lot of damage yeah. <laughs> with that, with that type of limit. But, you know, thankfully I was responsible with it. I never really even spent on it. I literally just got it for, you know, like some points, like there was a great welcome offer and Chris was telling me to do it. So again, older brother, I just kind of listened. So fast forward a couple of years, I graduate from college Chris and I end up living together with another childhood friend of ours. You know, we all living together like 30 minutes outside of Boston, like in Lowell for anyone that's, you know, familiar with that area. (laughs) And what's crazy is that I just saw, like, since I was living with Chris, I just saw him doing these things. Like he was just using credit cards to like buy like a bunch of like MacBooks and stuff. And then he would just store them in the house and then he would like leave with them. And then like, he'd just come back and I'd be like, what are you doing with like, (laughs) what's going on here? And like, come to find out there was all these like crazy advanced techniques that he had learned about how to use his credit cards to, you know, generate like a bunch of points and stuff like that. So I kind of saw him doing that. And like, I learned what, what was going on. And I started doing it myself for a little bit. And then really, I just went down a rabbit hole. Like I'm, I'm an engineer by trade. So I'm very analytical, very practical. So for me, once I learned that credit could do some stuff, I just went deep. I went into forums. I started reading, asking people questions like, learning as much as I could about it. And then it came to a point where Chris and I were sitting there right around when the pandemic started. And all of a sudden, our entire lives shut down, like all the weekend trips we were doing, hanging out with friends, whatever, that completely stopped. And next thing you know, Chris is on the phone with his buddy getting told, hey, you guys are like so, like you're so nerding out on this credit thing. And like every time you talk to me, you talk to me for like two hours and I learn a lot. 
and they just go, listen, you should just start making content, you know? So that's kind of where me and Chris started like working together on, you know, what now is the credit brothers, but it was literally because we just wouldn't stop talking about this thing to enough people <laughs> that they decided that, Hey, you know, enough is enough. You should start just actually putting this out there. Like, whether it's videos or written or, or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I pretty much just gravitated towards what Chris was doing and just kind of, you know, built on that with, uh, with him. So I love good. It. So totally born out of passion. Yeah. I love it. Like you're both clearly very passionate about it. And so you started the Instagram or TikTok or on social media and you just, you learned it yourself. Like you had yeah, the passion for it. You learned it. You started adding value and putting it out there before you even started any business. Right. So how'd you go? I love, I think, Chris said this before we hit record, but he's like, there's creators and there's business owners. And like, if you start as a business and then you go start creating, it's very sales heavy. If you start as a creator and then build a business off of it, you already have like your influence. I loved that. I hadn't heard that, but wait, so it started on just social media and like business was born out of that. Yeah. I mean, it was when we were told, um, you know, by a friend of ours and, you know, he kind of mentored us at, at the time and he still kind of does. He was like, Hey, you guys just got to start putting content out there. Right. I think a big roadblock that every entrepreneur, every single person, regardless of what area of business, health, wealth, whatever it is, they put these roadblocks in front of them. And we just always want things perfect. I didn't know what to make a page post. I didn't know how to make it look pretty. I didn't know we had no logo. We had no page. And he kind of helped really push us forward and be like, all right, cool. Pick a name. Okay, cool. You picked a name. All right. I want your po you know, first post up today. And so prior to really any followers, we had about 90 days worth of literally page posts and videos that if you scroll all the way, 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 way back on our Instagram, <laughs> you'll see these. Like these are just Josh, like in a in our closet, basically filming these videos Heck, with yeah. terrible lighting. Like we had posts that were getting put up. And so when the traffic started to come, there was a ton of content that was already there rather than, okay, cool. We hit virality and up. Oh, they're going to a page with, oh, the exact same information that's on our TikTok or on mm -hmm. our Facebook page. And so we had different content that was already there. And we were already just trying to put out the best content we could, you know, it's like, I think a lot of people, you know, hide this content behind closed doors. Whereas, you know, the aspect of business owner, business owner, it's monetary money, money, money. Okay. Let me just go to the very top level approach when they're putting out the content content creators are like virality. How can I drive virality and provide really good content? And so that's where we put out our best content possible, the best information that builds a lot of trust in people because they're like, oh, these guys are actually giving out really good, actionable information rather than the very high level approach. And then that just kind of fed into once we did go viral on TikTok, pushing traffic over to our Instagram, we already had a ton of content there that's super valuable. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. And to kind of play off that, uh, we started on Instagram, posted there for 60 days. Then we went over to TikTok. Our fifth video ever hit, you know, 3 million plus views. And when you're back to your original question of, well, how do we go from content creator to, you know, business owner hybrid was literally that video because we had pumped something out. You know, it reached millions of people. And the next thing you know, we have all these people on TikTok that saw us, went to our Instagram, saw the rest of our page. And now literally overnight, we had over a hundred messages 
from people telling us what their problems are. Mm. Because wow. when we think about what it means to be a business owner, I mean, generally speaking, it's about you, you're doing something to solve a problem, whether it's a person's problem, a business's problem, a world's problem, something people know about or they don't know about, whatever it is. Um, so for us, we were given the problem. Yeah. We were being told over and over and over again by all the people that saw this video about how they have bad credit and they want it to be fixed. It's, mm -hmm. it's a roadblock for them to be able to do the thing they want, finance a home. Uh, start their business, you know, refinance like a crazy interest rate on an auto loan they currently have. Like they were told no by the banks and they don't know what they need to do to get that no to a yes. So when we're being told this dozens and dozens of times, Chris and I are looking at each other like, okay, well, so clearly this is the problem. What can we do to fix it? Hmm. And like, really that's, that's how the business started is we just were told aggressively over and over what we should start helping people with. And that's really what we started doing. I love that. That's entrepreneurship, like solve a problem in the marketplace and the size of your business is the size of the problem that you solve. And I love that you guys just added value, put content out there after your own, you know, research and everything and you becoming kind of really smart on the topic and then all of a sudden the problem is hitting you over and over and you're like all right now we have to start a business around this problem then we can solve that so high level you said credit repair like what are the problems you guys the credit brothers your guys business solves so what we solve is people being told no from the banks mm -hmm. due to credit and we work one-on-one -on -one specifically with that person to then Figure out, so diagnose, figure out what is wrong right now based on what we know, because mm -hmm. we're not the banks, but we know enough where we basically, you know, can tell what they're looking for and identify all the areas that need improvement and then strategically approach those problems to then, you know, six months later or whatever, put someone in a position where they can actually get that no turn into the yes. Got it. Cool. Okay. So that's the main problem to solve. And I know there's fun stuff too. Like I want to get to the travel, which is probably what everyone wants to hear about fun yeah. stuff and how to do all that. But before we do, like, let's set the ground, like the foundation, because some people like know exactly what credit is, know how to have good, or if they have bad credit, like what, what do you mean by credit? And let's stay high level here, but, and how does someone, how does someone build good credit? So credit in general is, is, is your ability to borrow. And, you know, our dad had a, um, one of many sayings that still sticks with Chris and I to this day. And one of those sayings is that life is not determined by what's in your bank account. It's determined by your ability to borrow mm. because how long it's going to take someone to save a hundred thousand dollars versus be able to borrow a hundred thousand dollars for most people. It's, it's a significant time gap. We're talking years and years, you know, or whether it even, you know, be months or, or whatever the case is, it's going to take you longer to save that money than it would be able to, to access it. So credit, is your ability to access money on a high level perspective. But in terms of being able to build a business is not something that is discussed. I mean, the only reason Chris and I had such a baseline going into everything was because our dad took the approach of we're going to talk about all the things that most parents don't talk about, you know, mm -hmm. sex, drugs, rock and roll, everything, you know, <laughs> at a very young age, you know, 12 years old, I'm, I'm at a Patriots tailgate, yeah. <laughs> you know, talking to all my dad's friends about Roth IRAs, yeah. you know, and how to tax advantage. <laughs> You know, and that's just because of the conversations that we would have at night, you know, just just talking about everything. So I'm Chris and I both very curious, asked a lot of questions, got that baseline. So what we understood was what credit really is. 
not just what you can look up online and what you're told to do or whatever. Like we kind of got to really understand through our dad's lens who had good credit, then messed it up, then got it fixed again. We got to kind of live vicariously through that and him being a business owner that's now played into all of, all of our other, you know, knowledge base and in, in, in what's required for a business owner to get access to money. But anyways, we got to really understand that to build credit, it's about actually building it aggressively in the beginning. Like you start from nothing and there's a very simple thing you can do to give yourself a like a foundation and that's just go get yourself a secured card and then go get yourself a credit building loan. Most people know about secured credit cards, just go to, you know, discover it secured card. That's like our go-to for pretty much everyone in the nation. Credit building loan, that's basically the same thing, but you just pay like 10 or 15 bucks a month. And now a loan gets reported on your credit report. So now all of a sudden you've got a credit card and a loan. It's not a real loan. It's not like a real credit card because you had to kind of put money down and you had to secure it because banks don't know you. They don't trust mm-hmm. you. You know, what credit is, is a combination of trust and perception. You know, how you're perceived by the banks and whether or not they trust you is going to be based on your credit score, that number three-digit number that everyone's judged on so harshly. And then, you know, whether or not they trust you is through your credit report. What are the things that actually give that number meaning? So a lot of people focus on the score and they say, well, if I want to build good credit, I need to get to a 700 or 750 or whatever. What you rather should try to shift your perspective on is not focusing on the number because you're not, we're not going to be able to tell you when you're going to hit a 750, but we will be able to tell you when you become trustworthy by the banks. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have a certain amount of history built over a period of time. And that's kind of the biggest, if I had to say what the biggest uh, aspect to building credit comes down to and it is time. The longer you wait, the longer it's going to take for you to get to where you're going because you can't speed up time. It just simply is. If you open mm-hmm. a credit card today, then guess what? One year from today is one year from today. You can't you're not just going to be able to magically change information or things like that. Just the dates that things are open or the dates they're open. So to build credits, to start early, be aggressive, get to 10 accounts as quick as possible, you know, combination of loans and credit cards. And a lot of people, you know, kind of get a little weary about getting a lot of credit cards, but you don't have to get crazy credit cards that have massive annual fees. You don't have to pay $700 a year for your card. You can get a ton of cards that have no annual fees if you want. Tons of great options. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a little bit of a traveler, you can kind of mix in some of those premium ones. But for anybody to get four to six credit cards is actually really easy um, once you start kind of breaking down like the purpose of each one and things like that. I mean, Chris and I don't use all the credit cards we have, but we still have them. Why? Because it's built us the, the credit profile and the credit score that we have that's pretty much unwavering. It 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 will not go it, once you build and establish enough credit the new things that you do affect you less. Mm -hmm. So the reason that if you have a 750 and you have two credit cards and one loan, if you go to open up a credit card, your score is going to go down pretty hard because now you're going from two to three. That's a big jump. That's a 50% increase in the amount of accounts that you have. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have 10 and then you open one, well, now it's a lot less significant, right? So, you know, in general, our biggest recommendation, and, and Chris can speak to this if he's got a different opinion, but in general, like my thought on what it takes to build good credit is to start early and keep on the gas until you get to at least 10 accounts. Then you can start to kind of slow down, let things just age. You don't really have to continue building from there. I mean, you can, but really once you hit to that point, you've, you know, you've, you've done a good job. I love it. 
And I do, I do want to segue into the travel, but the, the, the one minute high level, well, I, you guys have resources and stuff that people mm-hmm. can plug into website and different stuff. Like for, to learn more, they can of course set up calls with you. They can learn more about building, repairing credit, all those things. Like we'll drop those links in the show notes. Am I, am I correct there? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah. put, we put together uh, like an 800 credit score blueprint, which pretty okay. much everything that I've just told you is like that, but like actionable and like right. specific products, like get this card, wait this long, Got then it. do this. Like everything's laid out because again, yes, <laughs> the, the more things you leave up to interpretation, the more things can get messed up. So we just said, Hey, what's worked, what's worked repeatedly. Let's mm-hmm create something that's going to help people. So, so for all the listeners listening, like, oh my gosh, okay, okay, what do I do? The answer's out there. They have it. We aren't going to go through step-by-step in this podcast, but that's amazing. Give me the like one minute though about like responsible debt and credit, because if you just rack up a ton of credit card debt at 15, 18%, that can really get you in a hole. Like I do want to get into the travel, but first, like what's like responsible, like paying back your card, making sure you aren't holding balances, et cetera. How do you think about that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down into two 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 different phases. So the top level is take what you spend every single month and pay it off in full. Mm-hmm. You know you can get very minuscule and say leave a two percent balance. You know two percent balance a seven percent. Keep it simple. That that phrase kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Pay the thing off every single month in full, regardless of how much you spend. The way that I want to break this up into parts is because, you know, some people, especially if they have a traumatic experience with credit, they get very nervous around spending anything, right? Or transitioning from debit to credit. And so with those people, I actually take it one step further. And I say, pick a day during the week, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is, log into every single one of the credit cards you have and pay the balance off to zero. Now you're consciously training your brain to always guarantee that those balances are paid off and you're getting in the habit of being more familiar with credit cards versus, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay this or I'm going to forget about it. And then simply swiping your debit card. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Perfect. So Chris, segueing into like what probably everyone will find even more fun and fascinating. Offline, off recording, you were just telling us, you guys have this billboard in Times Square that you got gifted, which is incredible for four hours. And you're going to have some amazing content on there. But then you found a way to fly there for 11 bucks. I forget if it was first class or not. And stay at the Hyatt, like one of, if not the most high end in like downtown Manhattan or Times Square, wherever it is for free using points and travel and credit cards. Like explain that to me, like how walk us like segue into the travel part of credit cards and how you guys think about it and utilize it. And even for Sandy and I, how can we do that? So when it comes to obviously, you know, we, we, me and Chris were, were recently told like literally two weeks ago, Hey, you guys want to have this billboard or whatever in Times Square. So, you know, we're trying to have a little fun with it and, and kind of communicate something that is both, you know, bombastic because it's a billboard or whatever, but actually true. And that's, you know, when we think about travel hacking, right, that's like a broad term you hear on the internet or whatever, you know, there's a lot of different definitions to it, but for Chris and I, we've defined travel hacking as how can you increase the experience that you have without costing you any more money than you're already intending to spend. So if you're already going to spend $1,000, how can you make that $1,000 go to the same length that $5,000 would? Mm -hmm. Or if you're someone that wants to spend like literally $0, how can you then literally travel for free? Because the most expensive parts about travel for the most part are going to be how you get there. So the plane, you know, in most cases, and then where you stay. 
you know, so when we break it down into hotels and airfare, right, what can we do to reduce or even create a free version of those things? So, you know, breaking down, you know, how we're flying to New York City for $11.20. So you're almost there, wait, <laughs> $11.20. That's literally just the taxes and fees that my brother and I are paying for the ticket that we booked. And the way that we booked the ticket was through a award redemption. So there's three ways that you can book travel. You can pay with cash, you know, just use your card. You can use credit card points, which is what most people are familiar with, you know, get a chase card or get an American Express and then just use the points in the portal and boom, there you go. Now you're travel hacking or you're booking things or whatever. You know, that's not really travel hacking from from what we do. We take it a step further and we take advantage of, you know, transfer partners, basically loyalty programs with an airline or a hotel that lets you turn your credit card points from a credit card point into whatever place you need it to be. If you if you want that point to turn into something for a hotel, boom, you do that. You want it to turn into something for an airline, boom, you do that. Like if you've ever flown and at the end of the flight, they come around with a credit card pamphlet and they say, sign up, get 60,000 bonus miles or whatever. You know, a lot of people think that in order to get those miles, they need to get that credit card because that's what the airline's saying is, hey, you fly with us, you want our miles, get our credit card. But in our opinion, you know, it doesn't even make sense to get a lot of those airline credit cards because what you can do instead is get different credit cards that are not with an airline or they're not with a hotel, but instead they're versatile. They have options. You can turn that point into that airline mile or that hotel point. And that's basically what we did, you know, with New York City and with a bunch of different other trips that we've taken. So we're flying there for $11.20 because we took our credit card points, moved them into you know a specific loyalty program. In this case, it was actually British Airways. And we're flying from Austin, Texas to New York on American Airlines. So what a lot of people don't realize is how airlines actually are partnered together. Like it's not like they're just all lone wolfing it where American is like, hey, you know, I don't want anyone messing with my routes or whatever. You know, a lot of airlines love to work together. And there's a lot of reasons for that I won't get into, but they love to work together. And one of the combinations of airlines that are partnered is British Airways, which as it sounds, they're actually kind of more so out of the UK. Uh, but they're partnered with American Airlines where you can actually book an American Airlines trip on British Airways website. So that's really cool because there's actually a lot of value you can gain because American Airlines might say this same flight is 50,000 miles, but British Airways might say, hey, it's actually only 20,000 miles if you book it with us, but you're booking the same flight. You know, So it's it gives you the ability to dynamically change the value of your credit card points and, and create a lot of value for it. So that's what we did. We moved our we moved our uh, you know points into you know miles, booked the flight, and then pretty much the same thing for the hotel. We're staying at the Park Hyatt, which there's actually only two Park Hyatts in the entire U.S. and globally, I think there's like less than twenty. There's really not a lot because they're literally five star. Like you get served breakfast on a silver platter. Uh, Chris could tell you about that. He stayed there once before, but now me and him are going to go together. So the Park Hyatt, that's a hotel. It's a Hyatt brand hotel. So you can take points and turn them into Hyatt points and then just book your room completely on points, meaning mm -hmm. you don't even have to pay anything. We didn't even pay taxes and fees for that. That's really only something you do on the airline side. When you book a hotel completely on points or a loyalty program, you don't have to pay the taxes and fees. So 
that's kind of the story behind, obviously, how we're getting to New York City. And, you know, partly why that billboard's going up is is a lot of what we do in the travel space. But I mean, there, it's just, there's so much that goes into it. And it's definitely something that Chris and I have, you know, over the years, not only learned about it, put a lot of it into practice. I mean, we've flown all over the US and around the world and, you know, really put a lot of what we, you know, knew to be true, you know, say four or five years ago, when we were just reading blogs, <laughs> or whatever, you know, we were able to put that into action, actually go out and experience it. And then now that's kind of what we help other people understand. Yeah, I wanted to just play off that in, in the aspect of, you know, again, like the the travel hacking, right? There's the influencer world where, you know, you see these people going to the Maldives, you go to Dubai, and you go to Tokyo. And that's really cool. But most people can't just, hey, on Tuesday, let's just fly to Japan. How can most people, and most people are staying in North and South America, can you take out what you're doing the rest of the world and make it happen in the U.S.? And that's a lot of what we do. Like, we don't really see many people actually show that. They just show the really YOLO trips, which is amazing. And that stuff works very well. But there's so many restrictions around it and the amount of time and effort that's needed. What if you're just trying to take your family to, you know, Orlando or L.A. or New York? can you apply those exact same principles? And that's exactly what we're doing. I'm actually taking a flight from New York to LA um, after, you know, after our New York experience, and I'm going to be on a bed. I'm flying on a bed from JFK to LAX. This ticket was going to be over $1,000, $1,250 for a one-way ticket to be on a bed, true first class, and if I were to book that same flight through, say, one of my credit cards, that would have been over 125,000 points, 125,000, which great. You can get 150,000, 200,000 points by opening the card, but it makes it a lot better when I can book that exact same flight for 25,000 miles, mm. a fifth of what that cost is. Now mm. I could theoretically book that same exact route five times for the price of one. Oh, Chris, you're speaking my language because Sandy I'm like, loves the finer things in life. And she's like, babe, we're going to we're very close to like we only fly, fly first class. And my like finance brain, I'm like, it's like a few rows different. And it's like not that you pay like 2000 more per ticket. And I'm like, babe, that. I'm imagine so what glad we can do for the whole. Brothers. And now like <laughs> it's all like all the pieces, you know. Sometimes when you want something, you got to put it out there into the universe, right? And like the resources will come to you. So we'll for sure have to connect offline and figure out how we can can work together on that stuff. But let me ask you this, either of you guys, but, and Sandy, if you have any questions too, but, and I know we're coming to a close here soon, but I'm excited for people just to follow you guys because they have so much good free content, let alone, you can only imagine what their paid content is, but do you need to spend a lot on cards or make a lot of money to do these things? Or like, can the typical person who doesn't spend 20,000 a month on their credit card, like do this too? Yeah, it's an excellent question. And one of the most popular ones that we get. So the the short answer is no, you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars a month. It helps. I mean, that, that's just going to give you more options and the ability to do this at a, at a higher frequency, you know, than someone that doesn't. But if you're somebody that's looking to get one to two trips a year paid for on like points and miles and get the flight for free or the hotel or, or a combination, then this is absolutely possible just by simply having the right credit cards, spending on them where you get the most reward, 
So, you know, there's one, there's credit cards out there that earn four times points on dining and groceries. So as long as you use that card to buy your groceries or when you go out to the bar or restaurant, you know, you use that one, you know, then you're going to get four times those points. So you basically just put the cards in the best place for them to be. So then you get a bunch of points, not to mention the welcome offers and things that you get when you first open the card as well, that normally give you, you know, 50,000 or a hundred thousand points right out of the gate. But then, you know, the, the thing that you really need to focus on is once you have the points, how do you spend them? Mm -hmm. And what we focus on is how to, how to, you know, almost like, uh, like fire, you know, financial independence, retire early, where you want to be, you want to live lean, you want to use your points only when they get a lot of value, um, which you can seek out and you can find by knowing, you know, some strategies on how to do that. And then that's really where you're able to not only earn a bunch of points, even when you're only spending, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month or, or whatever, you don't have to spend tens of thousands. You're just earning a bunch of points, you're opening up the right credit cards, and then you're finishing out by just using those um, sparingly where they get the most amount of value. And then you're making, you're allowing those to go further. So I feel like I could talk to you guys for like another hour. I'm like, do I ask you what the best credit cards are to do to get right now? Or <laughs> is that like a whole side thing and people need to contact you? Like, that's why people need to contact you, right? To be like, yo, this is my situation. How do I make it better? What are your best tips? Right. Or can you like spitfire, like no matter what you absolutely give them like a tease. There's there's I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a tease. And this is uh, this is for people that pay rent. Um, And if you have a mortgage, you can get creative with this. But I'm not going to go into that. So um, if you if you pay rent, the best credit card you can pay rent with on the planet is called the built card. B.I.L.T. This card allows you to pay rent with no fees. So typically, if if your apartment even allows you to pay rent, or if you're paying rent through a platform, you're going to pay a 2 to 3% fee on that card. This allows you to just pay, literally, it almost acts as like a debit card, but it's a credit card, and you can earn points. Well, the value is not that you're just earning some more points, but they offer some amazing transfer partners. And so to give you an idea, right, say you're spending $2,000. Two, two to two to three thousand dollars a month on rent, hypothetically, right? That's twenty four thousand uh, points that you're earning per year just off your rental payments that you otherwise wouldn't be getting. Well, there's a flight right now that's available. Uh, it's not going to be available by the time this podcast goes live, but it is available right now on a Hawaiian Airlines to fly first class on a live flat seat from Austin, Texas to Hawaii, which is a very, very popular destination to go to. That same flight costs, as of today, over $2,000 to book that flight. Well, Built is a partner airline of Hawaiian Airlines, and they sometimes come out with these promotions where they will give you a 100 or a 50% bonus on your points. So Built is actually running a promotion where they're going to give you a 100% bonus on any points that is transferred on February 1st. And so you can actually book an award ticket right now at the time of this on Hawaiian Airlines for 40,000 Hawaiian miles, which means 100% bonus means you only need 20,000 bonus miles, which you would have just got for free because you're putting your rent on this credit card that's not charging you any fees. There's no annual fees. It's a really, really easy credit card for people to even sign up for. Like their credit requirements are really easy. And that flight 
you know, on the baseline is $2,000. Mm. We value points. The baseline for points is a one cent per point. So mm-hmm. 10,000 points equals $100. 20,000 points equals 200. Would you trade 200 for 2,000? Yeah, of course. for sure. That is epic. Oh my wow. gosh. We just heard our daughter wake up. We literally have to go get her. But before we hop off, where is the best place to find you guys? I assume it's social media, but like, let the people know. Yeah. So you can check us out on TikTok and Instagram uh, at the Credit Brothers. Uh, we post every single day. Um, if you want to just see the videos, you can check TikTok. If you want to get you know involved with the stories, we do Q&As and Zoom or not Zoom, uh, like lives and stuff like that. So definitely tap into that. You can send us a DM too. Um, because again, everyone has kind of a different situation where they're coming from and we like to meet them where they are whether they're just someone trying to figure out how to get a credit score good enough to buy a home or whether you're a business owner trying to get access to, you know, 50,000 or a hundred thousands of dollars, you know, for your business, you know, everyone's kind of in their own different situations. So definitely reach out if you have someone specific you want to run by us. Mm, yeah. We'll and then reaching out. yeah I'm, I'm excited up. to have like a connect deeper connection with you guys offline because I'm like, I, like, I need first class, great, I but need I feel everything. like we should be doing them even better. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you, Joshua, Chris, you know, we'll, we'll work with you guys. We'll then share our results with, with, with our audience. It's going to be amazing. So yeah. appreciate your guys' time and what you're doing in the world and, and spending this, you know, last bit with us. Oh awesome. yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I feel like we could definitely talk for like another three hours on this, yeah. but I know you got to <laughs> run. So appreciate you having us on. Thank you. All right, bye guys. Wow, what an episode. We could have gone on for hours with them because they're such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to credit and kind of the fun stuff we were talking about, like travel hacking and making sure we have good credit. How do we have good credit? How do we repair? How do we build credit? All these things. And, you know, with my background in finance and realizing actually having good credit is huge because having access to money is very important in our society. Obviously, we know money isn't everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. But guess what? America was built and and businesses are built and everything is built on credit, on not just using you go out and you earn a dollar and you can only use your dollar to build something. You have to have access to other people's money, to banks' money, to credit cards, to lending firms. Because when you go to start a business, buy real estate, think about buying a home. You put 20% down typically and you leverage your 20% down. You borrow 80%. So the ability to borrow is huge. Now we have to be responsible with it in the sense of having a ton of credit card debt that you pay 15, 18, 20% on isn't responsible, but repairing and having good credit so you can have access to what we'll call capital is imperative as a business owner, as an individual, as someone who wants to buy real estate or anything. So connect with the Credit Brothers, follow them on Instagram, the Credit Brothers. We'll drop all the links in the show notes. I know we are planning to have you know, a one-on-one call with them to see how we can better maximize our credit scores, our credit cards, travel hacking, business credit, and all the things. But pay attention to your credit. Check out your scores and and see how you can improve on that. And we'll catch you next week, right, Sam? On our final episode of Get Smart With Money February. Heck yeah. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.